You're listening to Thanks Cancer. I'm Mimi Hall. I'm Leanna House. We're two cancer friends. We are not doctors. No, and we're not shrinks. We're not nurses or anything like it. And because of that, we are going to use some appropriately obscene language. Let's just call it salty. Anyway, we hope you'll enjoy it. This is the podcast we wish we had when we were dealing with our treatment. So welcome to Thanks Cancer. This is our introductory episode where we're going to talk about how we met, um, our stories, and what we want to do with this podcast. Exactly. And we're going to be starting off every episode with with really a question. And the question that we're going to answer today is why, thanks Cancer, why are we doing this podcast together? Yeah, why are we doing this podcast together? (laughs) Well, it all goes back to how we met. So Leanna and I um, met each other, I guess it was um, in April of 2017, last year. Um, We met at a Facing Forward support group, but I guess it wasn't really... It wasn't a support group. They were very clear that this is not a support group because I don't think they wanted to put too much pressure on all of us, you know, like talking about our feelings. It was more informational. It was more, you know, um, driven by a message every week about what you're looking for for nutrition or mental health or whatever. Exactly. And so I was pretty reluctant. I hadn't joined any sort of support groups or whatever. You're not a joiner. Not not too much of a joiner. And I'd also just finished cancer treatment too. And coming back every single week for these talking groups was a little bit meh. But I'm really glad that I did. Um, and when I first got in, I kind of got my little name tag and I sat, you know, in part of the circle that was set up around and Leanna marched in and she took one look at me and she was like, well, Mimi, you picked the wrong side of the room. <laughs> because I was, I wanted to sit down on the other side of the table and I wanted to talk to you, I guess. So the way I make friends is insulting people. Well, and I, of course, just thought, well, great. I've been clearly choosing the wrong side of things because I somehow ended up with cancer. <laughs> yes. Yes. That was my larger point. Exactly. So um, let's talk a little bit about that, too. So, Leanna, tell me a little bit about um, about your story and like when you found out that you had cancer and, and what things have been like since then. So uh, at age 33, I was diagnosed four days after my 33rd birthday um, with stage three invasive ductal carcinoma, um, estrogen positive, HER2 negative, which I was told is the best kind of cancer to get, um, which is not as comforting as you might think. Um, But I had, I went through treatment, uh, the whole slew of treatment. I did fertility treatments. I did um, chemotherapy. I did a mastectomy. I did a lymphectomy. Um, I did radiation and, um, it's been, it was maybe a year of active treatment, a little less than a year of active treatment. And now I'm on, you know, hormones and you have to go to the doctor's appointments a lot. And you got reconstruction. Too. Oh yes. I also had reconstruction. Yes. I totally Don't forgot. Forget that. Oh, I should not forget Never that. Never forget your reconstruction. <laughs> yes. So it was a little over a year of active treatment. I'm, I'm already trying to block it out, I guess. <laughs> It takes a long time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's my story in a nutshell. Yeah. So I am, um, let's see, I found out I had Hertunoia mm-hmm. breast cancer. Which is not the best breast cancer to get? No, it's actually one of the baddies. Um, and I found out I had a really strong case of this um, back when I was 43. That was about 
three years ago, th almost three years ago now. Um, and uh, I was living on my own. And it's funny, I was just, I had gone through a divorce some years before and I was just feeling like, oh, I've got this, you know, thing figured out. I, I'm post-divorce me. Post-divorce adult person thing figured out. And, um, you know, I just launched a big project that I'd been working on for about 12 years that I was super excited about for this nonprofit group. And it all just kind of exploded all over the place when I got the diagnosis, which has been definitely at times a curse, but then other times a blessing too. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you find whatever you look for. Yeah. So, yeah, and I think too, we're really lucky, and this is one of the reasons we're doing this podcast in that, you know, we're part of that new generation that's definitely getting breast cancer younger, or at least we're getting detected. Our breast cancer is getting detected, and we're yes. getting in there. And I think you and I have both benefited from some really great space age treatments, yeah. too. Well, and with the progress of cancer treatments just over the past 20 years. I don't have the same cancer or the same cancer experience that my mother did because everything is so different um, because of all of the advancements, which we're very grateful for, but it means that the people that you... I don't have a lot in common with someone with my same diagnosis from 20 years ago as I do with someone with a different diagnosis today. And I can tell you that definitely if I went back in time, let's say 25 years ago to someone with my diagnosis, they wouldn't be alive. And end of story. Mm -hmm. But now just for my particular strain of cancer, there's a really targeted therapy. I was actually on a trial therapy. So it's some of this targeted immunotherapy that's bonded with chemotherapy. It melted my tumors away. Um, so literally like this, these, these problems of how to sort of get your life back together and restart your life, your 2.0 version of your life, it's a new problem. And in one way, in one hand, it's a luxury. On the other hand, it's a little terra incognita. And I think you and I, when we were going through this, we're both looking for resources, which is why we ended up in that group and why we've ended up friends. Um, you yeah. wanted to share this with more people because what are the rules in this new world after everything's kind of exploded and now you're left, spat out on the other side. You don't have cancer anymore. Maybe I also went through reconstruction. So I came out the other side from a bilateral mastectomy and you know, about two, two and a half years of active chemotherapies um, on the other side, being asked to start a new life. So yeah. where do we go from there? So why? Because I, I initially had the idea, um, I wanted to tell my story. And, you know, there's a couple of different venues to tell your story. And I thought that I would have a great book because I am terribly interesting. And I told my sister this idea. And she said to me, um, I will never read a book. I love you. I support you. But I'm just never going to read a book. And I'm like, hmm, it's kind of depressing. Um, but my <laughs> sister, like, that's not that's not how she likes to get her information. But in talking with Mimi about this, and I had kind of the crazy idea that I could do a podcast by myself, which is not as interesting when you do it by yourself. It's also a lot harder, I think. The sound of one hand clapping a little bit. Yes, it is the sound <laughs> of one hand clapping. And um, I floated this idea to Mimi, and she agreed. Why did you agree, Mimi? So, yeah, so podcast basically got me through my treatment. I mean, along with the space age immunotherapies. Um, I, I, you know, had to deal with a combination of just a lot of sort of boredom and then intensely exciting experiences through my treatment. <laughs> and so... 
I um, I also went from a pretty active work life to just a life that had to focus on my treatment. So podcasting was just an awesome way of me gathering information too. Um, I was pretty, you know, part of the capability of taking some time off from work, I was able to do a lot of research and I found a lot of amazing research through podcasts. Now, it wasn't always easy to find and it was a little random too, which led mm-hmm. me to be interested in the idea of doing a podcast, but I, I too didn't want to do it by myself. Somewhat interested in writing about it, but again, like where to start and that's uh-huh. a really long process. So. One of the things that I'm really hoping that we can do is kind of create a clearinghouse of sorts for people to access to so they can get some really cool ideas that we've gotten. I mean, I've picked up things along the way from podcasts about intermittent fasting and some other classes that we've taken. You know, we've learned about how to use different treatment therapies, the alternative therapies that might be available at your clinic. Well, and other, other resources you come across completely randomly. I know someone who knows someone who had an experience with mouth sores during chemo and how she solved it was taking a whey protein supplement and I tried it and it worked but I would never know that unless I had you know friend of a friend type stuff so some of this cancer folklore or cancer just cancer information I think that's totally right. And I mean, I found out, so similar thing, um, I used intermittent fasting as a way of dealing with the side effects of the taxol chemotherapy that I received. And I found out about that in such a tangential way. I'd, I'd found my way to a Joe Rogan podcast, which led me to this researcher, which led me to the, you know, PubMed article that, you know, led to that. But I think, you know, one of the things that shocked me was that when I was talking to some of my oncologists or some of the phlebotomists that were doing my blood stuff for the treatments, they were shocked at this intermittent fasting. They don't, they, they simply can't keep up with some of these things that are a little avant-garde, yeah. these oncologists, nor do you really want them to. I think you want them focused on. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is your doctors are telling you the medical side of things, which is really good and that's what you need. But there's a lot of things that your doctor cannot say because my doctor can't say, oh, I've had a patient that had success with this because she can't as, you know, under the umbrella of her as a doctor in an institution that treats cancer, she can't, you know, talk about some of these weird things that may or may not work. Mm -hmm. And we can talk a little bit about that. Well, and here's the other thing too. if you're not a joiner like us, or let's just say you don't have the, you know, you don't have the opportunity because you've got a couple of kids at home where you're working a lot while you're going. You're an hour and a half from the hospital. Yeah, you can't go to a support group. Well, where the heck do you go to talk to people who are going through that experience? It's a very intensive experience that you're going through. Where's your tribe? So Mm -hmm. if we can just create just a feeling of that, you know, I think that's that's really important because I know that I've benefited so much just from my friendships with people who've gone through this, but we're lucky to live in a big city where we have those resources too. Well, and you say that podcasts got you through and you got a lot of your information about cancer from podcasts. Yeah. So I didn't look as hard, but I remember right after I got diagnosed, I was taking the public transportation and while I was on the train, I was looking for a podcast about cancer and there's podcasts out there about you know, here are treatments, here's diagnosis. It's like more listening to your doctor. And I had, I had heard enough from my doctor and I wanted, I wanted 
something more conversational. I wanted to hear my mother talk to talk about cancer to her girlfriends. I wanted I wanted some of that like comfort and information not from a doctor. I'm sick of listening to doctors. I mean, it's kind of like how you'd get through any other crisis in your life, right? And I feel like that's where, you know, we could have made thanks cancer, thanks breast cancer, because that's what you and I went through. But really, it's almost, these crisis points are almost bigger than cancer. Like one of my greatest allies, my best friends through this process was a dear friend of mine. I known her for probably about six years when I got my diagnosis or more than that, maybe 10 years. And uh, she went through lupus as a teenager. So she really got right away the things I'd be facing, the things I'd be challenging, kind of the arc of what my story would be more or less if things went according mm-hmm. to plan. And I think that's really important to have those because I think like any other crisis, this is an inflection point, right? Yes. So, I mean, you and I have talked about this a lot. Like it kind of drains the well of your life and all of the stuff that maybe you thought you had sorted out when you're going through a crisis like this, you suddenly, all the cracks get exposed. Yeah. And we've talked about this as like, are you cracking or and are you actually seeing your cracks? And sometimes the cracks open up into yawning canyons that right. you cannot cross. <laughs> and so here's, so this is one of the things I've talked about and thought about a lot with this podcast is I think this is a chance to go in and caulk those cracks. And, to, and so the yes, question is, is, right, what are you going to fill it with? What are you going to fill it with? Are you going to fill it with fear? Are you going to fill it, with, fill it with victimization? Are you going to fill it with something stronger than what you had before? Are you going to fill it with, I know people, and I'm not judging them, um, who fill it with more cancer? Like, cancer becomes everything that they're all about. And yeah. sometimes that can be a positive thing, like starting a podcast about things cancer. We hope. We hope. And sometimes <laughs> that can be a negative thing where you meet someone and the first thing you know about them is that they had cancer. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, I think, and this is one of the things, so when we, um, we're going to be starting out this first season, you're going to hear a lot of our voices and our stories. Yes. But, but- cancer is not just one disease it's a hundred diseases and the cancer story isn't our story it's a million stories exactly and you know there's not just one facet of this too because there's not just the patients there's also the caregivers Mm -hmm. which goes into your doctors it goes into your nutritionists it goes into your family members and your your friends friends, who are taking care of you so this is their story too Um, So we would love for others to get involved. And if you've found this intro to the podcast interesting, please, please, please subscribe to us on iTunes and please give us a five-star rating if you are so inclined. Um, And you can find us on um, thankscancer.com. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter as thankscancer. Yeah, and if you'd like to post something to us more privately, um, not in a public setting, you can always reach us to reach out to us at info at thanksCancer.com. And um, we would really love to hear from you. We're going to be releasing episodes on a weekly basis every Sunday night, correct? Every Sunday night. And um, Concurrent will be releasing blogs. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Leanna. Thanks, Mimi. Thanks, Cancer. Yeah.